you could save so much money like not having a helicopter crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is a mini pod of Suicide Squad. Hey, that rhymes. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, this is Chris Atkinson with Cinema Sins, joined as always by the voice of Cinema Sins, Jeremy Scott. Yo. And from Music Video Sins, Barrett Shear. We're disappointed. <laughs> How uh, about that Dunkirk teaser, huh? So, yeah, the Dunkirk <laughs> teaser is uh, fantastic. It uh, is. <laughs> it's one of the best tra- uh, trailers I've ever seen. Awesome. Anyway, prepare to hear fucks a lot in this movie, <laughs> in this in this little mini pod. Yes, and spoilers. I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, there'll be spoilers in this too. I guess we can do non-spoiler right off the bat and say this is a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this the, is not good. This movie's biggest problem uh, for non-spoiler talk is tone. Mm-hmm. And it's trying, I said this on Twitter last night, it absolutely feels like a movie where the studio cut their own edit to try and make it lighter. And and you end up with two different movies, basically, yeah. in terms of tone. At least. Yeah. It's kind of it, it's kind of what reminds me of uh, Snakes on a Plane, which was originally supposed to be like, a dead serious snakes on a plane right. movie until it, the internet got a hold of it yeah. <laughs> and made it into what it, well, it's still not good, but like, you know, it became a different thing after that. And of course, a, another movie that everybody keeps talking about is fantastic Four. Yeah. Uh, it, it has a lot of, um, uh, similarities with that. Uh, I don't think any movie has ever been good that it gets out into the news that this type of thing happened. Right. Where they took it out of the director's hand and they said, we're going to make this a different kind of movie and we're going to insert scenes that don't make much sense, but it's, it'll be it'll be funny and then we'll have the, the serious part of it and then it'll be funny again. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's never an enjoyable experience. It no, never it's, is. It's a collection of scenes, just almost very much like Batman versus Superman of getting to the next scene mm. and then linking that scene up to a musical track and then going jarringly to the next scene with another musical track yeah. and just kind of piecing those it, together instead of a cohesive, you know, linear narrative. Well, it's just yeah. you can feel I feel like you can see the gritty action film they had to begin with. You hired David Ayer, mm-hmm. who makes gritty mm-hmm. L.A. street crime movies. End of Watch. Wrote Training Day. Yep. Made a movie with Keanu and one with Christian Bale. I always forget which one's which, but um, one is... Harsh Times. Street Kings and Harsh Times. Yeah. yeah. And they're all watchable. But this guy does not make Scott Pilgrim movies. No. That's not <laughs> what he does. And when this movie starts throwing in the zany, it's completely jarring. If you just picked one of those two directions, I think this movie could have been saved. Yeah. It could have been great as a zany Deadpool kind of Scott Pilgrim thing. It could have been great as a realistic, gritty David Ayer film. But instead, we get half of each yeah it's another uh i think another sort of uh, example of a studio not realizing the kind of property they have uh most people are going to give you the benefit of the doubt just because it is these characters it's in the batman dc universe and all that other type of stuff uh so let the director go ahead and make his movie and and you can you know whatever it is people are going to come watch it because it's it's that type of built-in type of audience Mm. when you come in and meddle you immediately get a whole bunch of people going all right 
well, this is probably not going to be very good. And you still got 135 million over the weekend. That's about as much as it's going to make, though, because mm. it's going to nosedive. I after saw this. a headline on io9 that said Suicide Squad makes 140 million because we don't deserve better movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much true. Um, because I, I heard uh, this is sort of an aside, but buying my ticket. There were like people in front of me and one of them was like, yeah, a friend of mine, he re watched this and he really loved it and everything. He's like, the, but the critics, man, they really hate it. It's like, well, you know, that's how critics are. They're critical. And I'm like, and I was sitting there like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, dude. They're the critical. Critics walk into a movie and want to, they want to enjoy it just like anybody else that. does. And I don't ever, I don't really consider myself a professional critic, even though I have done, I've reviewed movies for a really long time. Uh, but nobody walks into the movie going all right impress me <laughs> you know they just want to come in and they want to see something and, and and that's what i did with this movie i was there at the you know the opening the opening logos and everything all that that weird pink and green color mm -hmm. and all yeah. that stuff going on and i'm like yes um, i'm okay i might enjoy this i don't know i mean i'm just gonna kind of watch it and see what then you get eight pop songs in the first five minutes i have never been more aware of a soundtrack no than in this movie <laughs> it's completely off-putting yeah like, and like i said on twitter the the beats are either too on the nose Right? Like, we cut to Harley Quinn's intro, and it's You Don't Own Me. Yep. Mm -hmm. We cut to Amanda Waller's intro, and it's Sympathy for the Devil. <laughs> um, and Or they don't make any goddamn sense, and we're gearing up to two trailer park girls go around the outside. And <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, what's going on here? Yeah. There is one exception to that, by the way, is the scene where Deadshot is out there practicing and rehearsing for, for everybody and showing, him his, showing them his gun skills. They use Kanye West's black skinhead. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. I think that's a that's a very good use of that song with but that scene. But by then, uh, you've already beat me over the head. Oh yeah, with, oh yeah, with jarring pop songs. I don't know. It's well, that's what killed me is because it was actually done right, and I thought it was really nice. And if that had been kind of the the centerpiece of that, it would have been well. Much let's better. give the non spoiler people a couple of bones of things we liked because mm. I did enjoy that scene. Oh yeah, I did enjoy Will Smith saying, "Oh, you'll almost be crazy!" Like when he realizes <laughs> there's live ammo. I really enjoyed the shining in battle moment about halfway through the movie uh even though by that point i've seen 80 million bullets fired in this movie no kidding um but going into the movie i was like how are you gonna make a guy who's just really good at shooting interesting to me mm. uh, but that scene did it i thought uh and it has to do with the way i think everybody around him turns in awe at what he's doing mm. um I enjoyed that scene. Uh, I think Will Smith and Margot Robbie are both great in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, Margot Robbie is almost like Kate McKinnon in Ghostbusters. Stealing the show. She's basically stealing it, obviously enjoying it, having a good time, doing all these things. But yeah, and, and Will Smith is fine. I think there's a lot of earn that paycheck type of dialogue in this mm. for him, unfortunately, because it's a lot of like, you know, like cut to him, have him say something that's got five words in it, and then move on. You well, know? and you got the roll credits moment. Oh, we're with some kind <laughs> yeah. of Suicide Squad. Like, <laughs> right. why do you keep scripting that shit? <laughs> Jesus, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, anything else non-spoilery? Do we want to get into the spoilers? Oh, let's go on. Let's into dive the in. Go into the spoilers. So this movie is uh, a total mess yeah. as far as plot is concerned. Yeah. I did not know what was going on. For a, a good duration of it. Um, and, you know, just there's just too many things going on all at once. There are two character introductions in this of 
of uh, Will Smith's character and Margot Robbie's yes, character. Yes, they both get two. They 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 start off with them, and then they go to the the credit, the opening credit sequence, and then they're it's again it's, they go into the. Uh, you know Viola Davis thing where mm. she's just sitting there talking about and like we've already been introduced to these guys go on to the next ones that you don't give any time to right. and don't tell us what they do at all like I don't I didn't know what uh, the Diablo guy did until they showed the iPad thing of him unless they showed something before I just didn't see it no I think you're right um the iPad thing where he's like you know flaming all those guys on like a I don't know a soccer field or something yeah, like yeah. that well and they you know? outright give the finger to that Native American character yeah, they're yeah, just like yeah. he gets out of a truck after everyone's been geared up or whatever oh here's this guy he can climb anything and five minutes later he is dead yeah yeah <laughs> he is dead Done. he's only there to show us somebody getting the consequences of the stupid exploding thing they shot into their neck that's yeah. the only reason he's even written into the film they just kind of like do this a lot where where a character will just be introduced out of nowhere and like all right he's part of the team now yeah and i think i think with slipknot actually he got a chance to punch a woman in the face though before oh before good. good for him <laughs> so well and katana is one of the most paper thin characters yeah. i've ever seen in a movie like, well, why you, is she even there if yeah. you're going to, like, give her, like, you're ignoring her the whole time? Yeah, no, you never saw X-Men Apocalypse, though, so. <laughs> I have not seen that movie yet. She shows up, and it's, and it's like, oh, she's part of the team now. Oh, here's a flashback of her kicking some ass. All right, well, she uses a sword. I get that. Yeah, And then it, And it moves on. And, and it's just, it's, it's just bad in that, in that way that. I, I guess the non nitpick of this movie is that the story is terrible. Like, there's no, there's no coherence to it. If you've read all the comic books, maybe you can piece all those things together. Sorry, I haven't read the comic books. Mm. I have no fucking clue what's going on. Uh, the action is not good. It's yeah. not. It, and the villain is, I mean, come on. The villain of this movie is terrible. What the fuck does she do? Yeah, we don't know. She's a witch. She's magic, but she's building a machine. Yeah. And it, it's just a. Uh, uh, it's a really strange decision. From my understanding, the Suicide Squad in the comics are usually dropped in to like rescue POWs in enemy territory or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. If you die, we don't care. If you succeed, we'll be happy. Um, so it, it, a lot of fans, I'm not one of them, I've never read those comics, but a lot of the fans are upset that they chose to make this the villain because it's completely out of character for the books. And 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 maybe it's things are just jumping around so much in this movie. I didn't understand even why they like the the very beginning scene viola davis is sitting there talking about like uh we need these guys because we don't know there might be another superman out there who doesn't who's not good right and so there might be some supernatural shit out there we don't know um is it just me or is it really her own fault that there's even a a, a bad character in this like the, it's like she tries to get the suicide squad together and there's not a bad guy until after they've assembled right, it. Right. Well, what's funny is she sells the Suicide Squad on the Enchantress's powers, right? Right. She can go steal files from Iran in a half a second or what uh -huh. have you. The very second she gets approval, that character goes rogue. Yeah. Her plan has just fucked up. Right. And they go, well, I guess we better put her plan into action and right. let her plan cause this. Right. It's it, She basically starts all of this. And, like, and then, like, she's just she just happens to be, like, 
uh, possessing the brother of the witch, yeah. just like the statue of the brother, just like in the in her hotel yeah. or something <laughs> like that. And and the and she comes in and is like, "Oh, my brother in a statue. <laughs> Let's put this in the next guy that I can find in a bathroom." And like, I I was just I was just so puzzled during this whole thing. I couldn't tell whether she's supposed to be a good character or a bad character. I guess that was you know was the point was that she was kind of a, a you know she was an innocent person who got possessed by this witch. But then they, this is another thing I can't stand about movies too. Like we went back to where she came from and we found her heart. Yeah. You know, like she just left her heart just lying. Why did she, why did the Enchantress ever leave that cave without her heart in the first place? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. why, oh, well, they'll never go looking for that. <laughs> Fuck that. You know. Well, this movie has one of the worst cases ever of like forgettable villain henchmen that oh yeah that we just want our good guys to have somebody to mow down right yeah. with the bubble black zombie head <laughs> yeah. things that she's yeah doing those aliens were terrible like like i mean it, <laughs> they stand up in line for the kiss line yeah and she kisses them and then they become bubblish i was I, <laughs> even, like the grapes on fruit of the loom yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah even though even though they don't look exactly like them i just kept thinking of the daleks from doctor who oh. or whatever <laughs> that's they that's i mean and, and they're not nearly as cool as those they're just they're just random fodder for bullets is what they are. They are. They and, are. And, and that leads me to another thing. Like, I can't stand it in movies where they tell you that this is a witch and she's otherworldly and she's got all these different powers and a fucking bomb, man-made yeah. bomb, yeah. blows them away somehow. Yeah. Like, I, I've never enjoyed that about movies and I've never enjoyed it when they when they are like, well, this is an indestructible force. Let's shoot bullets at it. You know, I've never <laughs> liked any well, of that type of stuff. And I, I'm going to get off topic for a second, but why does Diablo have like like a, a secret power up that even he doesn't seem to know about until the very moment he becomes a giant fire monster to actually punch with the brother. Yeah. Like he's just a fire breathing arms. Mm -hmm. Me makes fire. And that that's all we've ever known of him. And then at the very end, he gets punched and he turns into this giant fire giant. Yeah. And Flame says, on. it's on now, bitch, in some foreign language. <laughs> yeah. is, is he also an enchantress? Is he 3000 years old? Are they going to explain it? It looks like yeah, it. No. They, I don't think they ever explain it. And, and I just, I, I, I'm, a, I'm okay with them introducing more supernatural elements into this story because it's, I, I, I feel like though it's, it's in Batman's world, which it makes me makes it weird that there's all these different like super powered like mutants that are going around. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. it, it's it's a weird thing for me to see this in Batman's world. Like all of a sudden you're going to introduce you know Wonder Woman who's been around for centuries, and you're going to introduce you know Aquaman and all these different like you know people with all these kind of abilities. I know that's what Justice League is all about and everything, but the Batman world we've been taught is kind of a weird it's weird to see all these type of a, like mutants like mm -hmm. x-men running around in it and everything it's a little off-putting but well let's talk about batman for a second um one of my favorite episodes of buffy the vampire slayer ever is it flips the script and it, xander is going off on this side mission that doesn't seem important oh yeah but he, we keep getting glimpses of buffy and everybody else fighting huge yeah. demons <laughs> yeah. in the other room so or great. um the Joker and Batman is basically the Xander story, and I would almost rather see that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we get the Buffy fighting the monster here and only glimpses of Xander. Um, but, like, you know, I feel like both the Joker and Batman are pretty much wasted in this movie. Oh, Joker especially is wasted in this. Like, I'm I'm kind of fine with Batman making, like, cameos or whatever, because if you put him in too much, then it's, I mean, it should be a Batman sure. movie at that point. But, but like, Joker, I don't. I, 
how in the world did they fuck this up, man? This is this is Jared Leto doing an okay job for a you know basically was just a glorified cameo of a mm-hmm. character that everybody wanted to see, and uh, I just didn't get it. I didn't like it one bit. No, uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't fun in any way. No, the only thing that was, I mean, I, I think it was a retread and a different costume of Heath Ledger's Joker with more. It's more growly, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But besides that, like. I, I don't really know what the the huge difference is. Like they're both maniacs, they're both agents of chaos. I guess this one's more of a mob boss now than than Ledger's one. But I mean, I didn't really get much out of it. I don't. I'm sure if you explored it more, it would be interesting. But his performance, I didn't think was as out there as everybody said it was. No, definitely not. And somebody on Twitter was giving me grief because I complained about them turning the Joker into a glorified mob boss and they were like well Heath Ledger's Joker was a mob boss in Dark Knight and I was like fucking no no he nope. was like an agent of chaos yes. he took down the, the mob bosses he recruited schizophrenics and yeah, uh, people from the asylum boss. yeah um, don't give me that shit that's some bullshit right there the uh, the he this this character is so what what is it it, it, it confuses the movie even further because mm-hmm. what we what we are supposed to be watching here is this group of bad guys being hired to fight this other worse person or worse witch or whatever and he's in here like let's break out uh, my girlfriend out of uh, out of this thing and that's all his function is, is don't you think it might have been better if they had gotten the suicide squad together to go after the joker yeah yeah and then harley quinn has this occasional moments of conflict or subterfuge or what have you um and I, I I agree with you on Batman. If you put Batman in this movie more than he is, it it's just a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kind of does at least justify his presence by arresting one of them or two of them or what have you. But Joker, I feel like, should have been in a lot more yeah. to save that character or mm-hmm. just cut him completely. Yeah, you could have cut him completely out. would have been totally fine. Yep. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't have been a bad... I mean, it wouldn't have been a great movie, but it would have... He would have not had to worry about him, at least. it's There's just too many things going on all at once in this. This is also, like, in the comics, to my understanding, um, she's obs- Harley's obsessed with the Joker. He's not obsessed with her. He will sleep with her or whatever, but, like, he'll screw her over, he'll leave her to save himself. And this movie gives us both, because in the drowning scene, Joker and Harley go into the water, Batman gets down there, Joker's fucking gone. Yeah. Harley's body is laying there limp on the car, and he bails. Yeah, but then we're gonna see him rescue her twice, twice. later yeah. in this movie. Like he cares about her, like a boyfriend, would. right? And so it's like again trying to have the best of both worlds, which is also weird because in in the the cartoons and the and the comics, she I thought was supposed to have because she's been so abused uh, abused by him. She is supposed to have kind of like conquered those demons and doing her own thing, right? Like she's tangentially like connected to him, obviously. But I think she she's supposed to have been moved on from this. All we see in this one is him straight up abusing her and making her do whatever he wants to. And then her just blithely going along with it for the whole movie. Yeah. And um, completely jumping off topic, that guard at yeah. the prison, yeah. they, they, they named that character over-the-top, gross, sexist guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, in the script, that's his name, right? Because I, <laughs> be. I was uncomfortable. I know you want to show they're being mistreated, the guards are evil, what have you, but you don't have to go all the places you went with that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, he basically eye-fucks her <laughs> with 20 witnesses. Mm-hmm. It's just, ah, I didn't get it. I didn't get the whole, I don't understand the Harley Quinn character this movie gives us. I thought she was 
the best performance. Yep. She lights up the screen, but I don't understand this character as presented. Yeah. I really don't. It feels like... Yeah, it's like she's a psychologist and then falls in love with Joker during her sessions. Yeah. Which, I mean... that would That's literally impossible. Yeah. Even like, if that's how it's written no, in the original comics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that is egregious. But am I also, like, out of the norm when her accent is egregious to me, too? Because mm. is, 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 like, New York uh, Cockney almost, oh, like, the yeah. only she, accent that she, she can do from Wolf She of does kind of go this. back and forth on that, doesn't she? Yeah, and yeah. then it's, like, so pronounced, and then it's like, oh, hey, I talk like a normal human being, mm, Yeah, basically. yeah. Anyway. Um, there was, uh, I want to get into a, a couple of nitpicks on this. This is just me. This is my own personal issues. I am highly aware of eating in movies. Like I, that's the reason why we have an apple sin because <laughs> I noticed over the years, every bad guy comes in eating an apple. Now in this movie, nobody eats an apple that I don't think, I don't think of, so. but that opening scene is one of the most annoying things I've ever watched because <laughs> they are sitting there with food in their mouth, talking about dead shot and all that. They're just like, there's, there's like actual shots, just like just the edit of them putting a fork of steak in their mouth. Yeah. And then there's like just them chewing and all that. It's like the entire scene is them eating. By and the way, the restaurant is called Cicada. Yeah. Who was going to, who's going to eat at a restaurant that's named after locusts? Fucking nice. nobody is what, and then like, and then there's also a point where the guy, the, um, the soldier guy that, falls in love with the witch yeah, girl flag. yeah I, I don't remember all these fucking <laughs> names uh there's a point where he walks up to a window with a chicken wing just oh, sitting there yeah. like oh that, no no that no. chicken wing was so out of place yeah exactly i was expecting a kfc container on yeah the i know same here and <laughs> i just that. i was just like i was just like man guys come on what what is the obsession with the eating here did you even realize that i've always had a problem with that it's just a me thing but goddamn, man, like they're sitting there talking with the food in their mouth. Well, and it's not that chicken wing. It's not it's not just that he's eating chicken. It's like he goes at that thing. Yeah, like, man. He's holding it perpendicular and yeah. starts at the bottom and takes it's a, a huge It's a thoughtful out looking out the window tear at a chicken wing. <laughs> I mean, and, God. And, I hope that's one of the things they went back and reshot to try and make that movie more better. Chicken wing. We need a shot of him eating a chicken wing. By the way, also, uh, this is another just funny nitpick type thing has nothing to do with the quality of the movie but i have i've started to become very aware in a lot of movies somebody shows up to a thing and somebody goes you're late oh yeah they're <laughs> always late yeah. there and it makes no difference to anything no. like they don't get punished for it they don't they don't not get to go or anything like that it's, it's just a cheap writer's ploy to tell us backstory that they were supposed to meet and yeah and it just i'm i have now officially gotten tired of it it's going to show up in a lot of sins videos now because it's like every movie i hear now is like there's somebody showing up to a thing you're late yeah <laughs> you're late what does it matter what does it matter yeah there's no reason for okay anyway Let's get back to the meat of the, the issue here. Um, I think I emailed Barrett last night with a simple question. Um, did Enchantress kick Harley Quinn in the crotch? Oh, she it did. It happened. Oh, yeah. Wow. There's a <laughs> shot that's pretty clearly that. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I really don't know what to make of that. Well, not, not to mention that the Enchantress is out there 
punching and kicking these people yeah, in the first place. Again, yet again. She's going to fist fight. She's throwing down. She's Voldemort throwing down the wand yeah. and shit kicking Harry yet Potter. Again, yet again, you have supernatural people going, yep, let's go to the like, fist. I'm going to do an elbow to Will Smith. I may head. have spells that can kill this guy, but let's punch him. But no, I'm going to do a nut shot to Harley Quinn and send her across the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was, you know, it had the camera angle right between the legs, so we got that whole effect there. Yeah. I, is that... I'm being serious. Is that supposed to be funny? Is that supposed to I don't think so. I don't me? think they did it. They don't think they did this nearly to the point of sh- let me show you this. Kind of like so I married an axe murderer, you know, when they right. do, do the same thing. Like so I married an axe murderer, you know, obviously it's the big <laughs> joke. Uh but like uh in in this it's kind of you're you didn't even know that it really happened. You were actually like, did that really happen? Yeah. It's it's done I guess subtly enough that I don't think it's supposed to emit a huge laugh. But anyway. it still pulled me completely out of the movie for like five minutes to yeah. trying to well, figure out did I just see that? Well, luckily you're at the very end of the movie right. at that point. But right. uh but yeah, I I guess I can see what you're saying. Like it's it just kinda seems um yeah, it's out of place, especially considering who they're fighting. That brings me to the other thing about this is that uh, the, the Viola Davis character wants to get this Suicide Squad together to fight things like this. Uh, and they're like, well, what if it's uh, another Superman comes down? That's They're not going to be able to fight a Superman type. Right, because well, half of them don't even have powers. Yeah. I, I don't understand where they're coming from on this, like where why they need these these type of people. And there are certainly some Navy SEALs out there that can do what these fuckers do. Flag even says as much in the beginning of the movie. He's oh, like, really? just let me get some soldiers and we'll go in and do like these guys aren't gonna work out. Yeah. Um also and this could be just the fact I think this was just the fact that um I was uh, distracted by some of the people that were in the theater and everything. I did not even catch the reason why she kills a whole bunch of FBI agents in that one scene. No, it's just a, it's a throwaway reason in it. And this scene illustrates the two movies, the two movie tones at once, because she shoots like eight people who work for her, innocent mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And the reason is they've seen this stuff. Right. They've seen the Suicide Squad and Enchantress stuff. They must be murdered. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. But immediately Deadshot goes, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like he's making one-liners after this. So it's that's the perfect illustration of the two movies bumping up against each other and not making sense. Well, and even the the other guy is just sitting there going, well, I can't blame you. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, like, here's the thing. You go to the FBI not to d- reveal secrets anyway, right? right? So why would you... Why would any secret like this be like something we just can't, we can't let them have that secret at all? Presumably, they've been walking around with this job for quite some time. Oh, yeah. They know the consequences. Yeah. I mean, it's not, and it's not death just because you saw something. I mean, can we agree that the movie just wanted to show us that Amanda Waller is a lot eviler than we thought? Yeah. And this is how they chose to do it. no doubt about that. and one thing that, that got me is she's also apparently helicopter crash proof. Oh, my God. Everyone in this movie yeah. is helicopter crash proof. The it's, whole yep. Suicide Squad crashes in the yes. very first arrival in the city, and they all just walk out. Yeah, they walk out. Like, We're fine. No big deal. Harley you Quinn don't have shaking superpowers. Her head. <laughs> yeah. no, there's only two or three of you that do. You should be dead. Yeah. <laughs> They're harnessed in, and that's the best the they could do. The Joker survives the a Joker helicopter survives crash. His there's crash. three helicopter crashes where no one dies. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck and, and not what's only the, that, What's the but, point? Yeah. yeah. And well, her cell phone survives too, with that's queued up with all of the, the, the neck bombs. You could save too. so much money 
like not having a helicopter crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just have them land safely. Well, Why does it have to be a budget? Yeah. I'll tell you how we trim the budget. Yeah. Um, don't have them crash every <laughs> single time and have them walk out of it. Um, and then she gets captured by Enchantress. And instead of getting turned into a Dr. Pepper vampire, she gets hooked up <laughs> to some kind of IV. Yeah. And there are moments in this climax where Enchantress is intentionally attacking secret targets of the United States government. Yeah, like there's that base she blows up. That's a black side. How does she even know about that? Well, she knows about it because she's zapped into Waller. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's never explained and never come back to the oh whole time. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. I feel like they cut the hell out of the end of this movie. Maybe they just didn't shoot enough. I do, don't know. Do, do we know what the weapon is that no, she's building? we don't. It's it just no. a little circle, a like an Avengers type of thing that she has to hula hoop in front of constantly. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't. Yeah. She's in constantly. She's like one of those those things that you put on the dashboard, the Hawaiian girl that yeah, has yeah, to yeah, like, yeah. go back and forth with it. <laughs> Exactly like, like she's that. She's just like, you know, yeah. issuing vague threats as she's yeah. moving her yeah. hips, basically. Yeah. yeah, she looks like a boss at the end of a video game. She's <laughs> like, we're playing Altered Beast or some shit. You she know. does. She does. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where this movie was going. I don't, I actually... If even if you, I don't know where you're coming from. If you do enjoy this movie, I'm not. I'm not holding it against you. I if think- you if you like this. I just don't know where you're coming from. Well, Kevin Smith yeah. loved it, but he also named his daughter Harley Quinn. He did. So as much as I love that man, it's hard for me to take his rave super seriously. But what is it that is being? What is it that you can enjoy about this movie? I, I think, don't know. I think I know because halfway through, I was thinking to myself, "This is a video game. Mm-hmm. That's basically what they've made." And uh, you know, video games typically are just like these series of events that you go through and you fight and you do your thing, and then you move on to the next scene, the next level, the next level. And halfway through, that's what I was thinking: is like if you conceptualize this as a video game put to film. I could kind of get behind that. Mm-hmm. And then it goes completely off the rails again. So there's that. And then the part of me thinks that there's so much just bonkers stuff in this mm-hmm. and only maybe two or three dead scenes. I think if you're the right age, if you're on the right drugs or something like that, and you just kind of go in there and with the, the mind completely off, mm-hmm. not to insult people that did like it, but like I think if you, if you kind of go in with that mentality. Yeah. We don't have to leave this in the podcast, but I took so much shit last night for saying the movie didn't respect its female characters. Am I wrong? Fuck no. Um, you're not wrong. However, um, I kept thinking to myself, Margot Robbie is sex. She is <laughs> sex. Um, you can put her in jeans and a t-shirt, and there's no way that they can't shoot her in a way that's going to be like, you know, they're lingering a little bit too much or or whatever. Now, they obviously put her in as skimpy as an outfit as possible in this and are always showing ass shots mm-hmm. in this. I mean, it's constantly, and constantly showing us men looking at her and ass. men. Now, the men leering thing is the is maybe the possibly the biggest problem is because it's just so dirty when yeah. you're when you're when you're thinking of it that way. However, I'm a dude. And I like looking at Marco Robbie <laughs> and it's, she's just sex on wheels and I'm sorry, you know, and I like her as an actress too. I think she steals this movie. I she think does. regardless of what, whether they sexed her up or not or whatever, um, I, I always, I think she's just good in general. I've seen her in a lot of movies now. And it's well, like, and the character of Harley Quinn is very sexualized mm-hmm. and I, I should have chosen my words better on the tweet. 
I'm glad I didn't call the movie sexist because that's not what I think. But mm. I think the reason I said that was the punch to the face yep. that seemed designed to elicit laughter and the kick to the vagina, which seemed designed to elicit something well, and seemed really out of place. Not only that, but in, in the whole build up to the final scene, Deadshot goes to uh, Rick Flagg and says, that's your woman, right? Why don't you go over and like smack her on the ass yeah. and set her yeah. straight? Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, the fuck? Right. Seriously, this is like, uh, it, it, is it, that humorous? It basically goes to it goes to show that just because you have two very strong female characters doesn't mean you can get away with suddenly like saying all this sexist dialogue and all this other type of things. It's kind of like what you were talking about with Ghostbusters, yeah. you know, where, yeah, they, were, you know, where they just kind of like, oh, always late to stuff, you know, all that type of shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, stop. Stop putting that shit in there. Yeah. Just because you have strong female characters doesn't mean you get to take pot shots no, at them. No. And, uh, and by the way, uh, I think I think most of my opinion of this movie comes down to this ending scene because it's just so many things about it that don't make any fucking sense. But she knows they're in there. She knows that like before the they make any appearance or anything, the uh, enchantress is like, ah, oh, you guys have shown up. She's kind of like, uh, you know, like the gozer, goes, yeah, yeah. gozer, <laughs> and uh, and like knows that knows that they're there, and then starts giving them visions of uh -huh. like what they really want and all sort of stuff. But during the scene where Margot Robbie approaches her and is all during this fake, like, I'm going to bow down to you thing, she can't recognize that she wants that sword and is about to cut her heart out. Yeah, she can't read yeah. her mind. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't tell me this witch has these kind of powers and then drops the ball at that moment that, that's the problem because we're we're picking at things that people could explain away and like oh it's in the, either in the the comic books or it's explained otherwise and they go but the movie sets up really no clear rules right. for itself to play by and we would have gone along with with some sort of rule structure of like this is the limit of that power and it just doesn't do that it doesn't play right it doesn't play by its right. own logic yeah. and of course harley quinn after she kills an enchantress goes you mess with my friends or whatever like yeah. like they've just been at you know church camp all summer and bonded and they're going to write letters to each other right. or whatever i mean she would never say that. She might do what she did, trick her out to end, end the battle, but she's not going to go, these are my friends. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I was about to walk out at that point. I knew it was close. I to was done. close because not only was the movie bad, but there was all the, you know, the people being shitty in the theater and all that other type of stuff. But, but, uh, but yeah, like there was a point where I was like, I think I've got the gist of this. I'm going to get out of here. I was, I was the very first, close. I was the first guy out in my auditorium. The second the first credit hit the screen, no, I was up and walking. Same here. And I, I was, know half of them or more waited for that mid credit scene I read about, but I didn't even, you could have shown me, uh, you could have shown me. I'm not even going to finish that <laughs> I wouldn't have stayed for that mid-credits. Yeah, it, it wasn't doesn't matter. It, was. it wasn't worth it. Batman, it was, I did. Batman reviving Superman in his <laughs> in his manner. And having gay sex <laughs> with him. And having gay sex with him, yes. Um, so I do want to wonder out loud, is WB going to now panic in reaction to this movie and fuck up Wonder Woman? Because that's what happened here. They panicked when ba Batman v Superman came out, and it was so panned, well, and they started tinkering with Suicide Squad to try and fix it. I mm -hmm. have a lot of uh, like divergent opinions on Wonder Woman's trailer. Like, like that looks awesome, and everybody's excited about it right now. Right until you start seeing it a million times, kind of like Suicide Squad. Well, we were all excited about the Suicide Squad trailer. When I first yeah. saw Suicide Squad trailer, I was like, "Yeah, that is that's me," and. And I was also excited about the prospect of it being another R-rated movie, and they're just getting away with everything. And then it was PG-13, and that already that sent red flags up. 
Uh, but Wonder Woman is one of those movies where like, like, yeah, I mean, it looks good now, but what are you going to think about it by the time it's about to come out? Cause you're going to see 500 trailers for this thing. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, that, I mean, maybe they, they might, I mean, they might panic. That's just the way studios are. And, and unfortunately a $135 million opening weekend tends to make you think you made the right choices. And that's the problem. You could have left this movie alone. It would have made $135 million right. over the weekend. Right. They don't understand that, though. They they think everything that they did led to this point. It's results-oriented thinking. Yeah. And uh, and so, like, that they're going to they're gonna probably think, well, we need to do this to Wonder Woman, too, maybe. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either. Or Justice sense. League, right? Yeah. Like, they Justice got a League. bunch of Justice League in the can. Yeah. Um, it concerns me greatly, but uh, we shall see. I just wish they would – I wish somebody in power there would go – we're doing the opposite of what we should do. Let's hire a really talented filmmaker and stay out of it until they give us the final cut. And mm -hmm. I'll guarantee you it's going to be better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, I guess in summary, this is a piece of shit. Yeah. This is not a good movie at all. This summer is a piece of shit. This summer is one of the worst on record. This <laughs> reminds me of like 2005. When uh, Civil War is one of my favorite movies of the summer <laughs> and i only kind of enjoyed that it's a bad summer it's this a is a terrible bad summer. summer now we haven't seen everything obviously i mean there's some other movies out there like finding dory and all that but mm. but like uh the the big huge tentpole movies that we've seen this year have been awful yeah almost all almost to like star trek we enjoyed star trek we enjoyed and but it wasn't like a plus amazing no not a place movie at all uh jason morn was either not very good or just kind of good, yeah. depending on what you really thought of it. And Where do we this, letter grade this bitch? This one gets a, I would say a D minus. You know, I'm in the low C's. I was going to say a C minus. I could go D plus pretty easily. This is D minus for me. I don't give really, out a lot of D's or F's. Really, the <laughs> only reason, well, and neither does the people who watch, watch movies and do their cinema score things, because right. they're always just like... I don't want to. I don't want to piss anybody off. Uh, maybe it's a B. Yeah, you know, a cinema score that never goes down to like. If it's C, then you know it's a horrible movie. But but this is D minus for me mainly because I think the only thing good about it is Margot Robbie. Mm. I th I think Will Smith's fine in it. I just think this it, his mannerism is what they wrote for him would have worked better in the nineties, mm. not now where it seems sad that he keeps doing these things and. <laughs> And so that's the only thing I liked was Margot Robbie in this movie. Yeah. It's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about you? I mean, I'm right there in between at a D. D? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So this is officially the worst movie we've podcast reviewed, at least if you go by the, the combined letter grade score. Where do we stand on this real quick between this and Batman v versus I'm watching, Superman? I would, I would rather watch Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman is not the mess that this is. Like, yeah. Like it's, e even though it's kind of a mess it's not nearly this and it's got a lot more cohesion um and got that whole yeah, I'm saying can you imagine we're saying Superman. <laughs> yeah but you know this movie doesn't have suicide squad has nothing like that scene where batman attacks the warehouse at the end of no. batman v superman yeah. and it just beats ass there's nothing like that in this movie that you can walk out and go at least that kicked ass there's yeah. nothing like that yeah there was nothing in there so 
to those of you who who loved it, God bless you. I, I I can't enjoy it on the same level as you guys do. Uh, this is just piece of shit to me. So uh, I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it. If you did, uh, I I can't. I'm sorry. All right. Um. Anyway, um. That will be the mini pod. <laughs> mini pod. Squatty pod. <laughs> Squatty pod for this week. I don't think we're gonna do one for a while now. It might be till October, maybe fall season. Maybe so. When they yeah. start putting out big temples again. Yeah, although mm-hmm. we might, maybe Magnificent Seven, we have to figure that out because mm. that comes out in September. I definitely want to see that. That comes yeah. out in September. So um, so there's a possibility of that. Anyway, that's going to be the mini pod for this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. wanted to compare this movie to Seinfeld, the girl that Jerry dates that every time he sees her, she's either pretty or ugly and keeps going back and forth based on the light. Uh-huh. That's what this movie is. Every other scene <laughs> is a different movie. And I don't really know which one I'm dating. It's a two-face. Yeah, it's a two-face. I'm familiar with this. Yeah. I love always... Kramer's reaction when the, when she, the ugly version walks in. He's like, oh. <laughs> I watched this at uh, 8.30 last night. And... Fuck me, man. I, f- I, I sometimes forget how much I hate watching movies with people. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. You're not joking. And especially a movie like this that brings a different t- type of person out there who don't give a fuck. You know, Suicide Squad, that's me, man, yeah. basically. You know, and there's like, there was this couple like behind me fucking talking the whole goddamn oh, time. Oh, really? And just the guy had like chains or some shit on his jeans. So like he'd get up and walk and like ching, 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 ching. The only time it was quiet was when one of them would leave the theater. It's like he's Jacob Marley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not well, the best environment. Not the best environment. And, and these days I used to have balls about that and just go stop. You guys got to stop. Uh-huh. Used to have balls about that. Uh-huh. Not anymore. Yeah. Anymore, yeah, it's the thing. You don't know now, yeah, because things happen. Well, also, once you, when I'm in that situation, I'm always thinking, once I do that, once I say something, I've just killed the rest of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. I'm gonna have to go talk to the manager mm. or this guy or something. Yeah, there's no way out of it, right. really. Uh, I, 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 I've done it before though. Like, just get up and it's just like, guys, come on, yeah. you know. Yeah. What's what's going on? Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> let's, let's talk about yeah, this. Let's talk about this for a second. <laughs> I found when I was moving, I found this CD of Funkadelic uh, classics that were remixed. And there's one where they do flashlight with Q-Tip and George Clinton. And it's fucking amazing. Really? Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Hmm. Flashlight, the, the song. The from- Funkadelic song. Pitch Perfect 2. <laughs> yes. The Jesse yes. J song. That song. <laughs> <laughs> that chicken wing was so out of place. Yeah. That movie has warped my fragile little mind.